Always good to get out of the office, but really, this high concept thing, it hasn't worked for MLW this week. I mean, a big opportunity, or rather, a big attempt to do something, so I admire that. This is the filthy island thing, where they're in Hawaii, apparently. And um, it is high concept because it's supposed to be a rib on the kind of um, Fire Island thing. If you've seen the documentary, you'll see what a disaster it was. But AEW have always do have already done that, haven't they? With a different pay-per-view. So you're just riding on the coattails of something else and... Uh, I feared for it, and I was right. I mean, they've gone all out with this, which is interesting. So, you know, it's a clearing, um, and there's a ring set up, no ropes. There's a boom box for the, or a boogie box, if you like, for the music. There's um, just a, a dirty sofa on one side with a couple of fans there. Tom Lawler um, and Dan Lambert are doing the commentary from a setup table um we first of all see that when they he's saying the tom lawler's saying the food has been held up at, at the port there's no spam would dominic greeny go to sort it out said you want me to break somebody's arm no um just go and sort it out he looks at the camera whoa really poor work actually i really feared from that moment and um I suppose, because I had really low expectations. Not as bad as it could be, but that's damning with faint praise. It really is. Um, there's no ring ropes on this ring. So what that means is that you can't really get fast-paced matches, which is a shame because you've got Zenshi and Rocky Romero here um, in two matches, and they can't do what they need to do um, or what they feel comfortable doing or what we want them to do. They sort of come through a little sort of... Um, curtain which is you know just bits of cloth and oh, it's not very good meanwhile the von erics are in their compound on some kind of hill looks looks to be about 30 miles away looking through binoculars saying yeah they're there well they must be some pretty strong binoculars anyway okay don don lambert's okay tom lawler settles into the role um he does keep saying and that the, the main event is loki versus king mo and Lambert keeps saying, well, you know, if you want pay-per-view buys, what pay-per-view buys? I'm watching this free on YouTube. If you want pay-per-view buys, I don't think you're going to get them with this kind of main event. Don't be bad-mouthing the main event. He does it twice. We will be switching off. I'm only carrying on because I've got this podcast to do. Anyway, Dominic Garini, who I've never liked, versus Manaloa. Manaloa's got a kind of, you know, a sort of Hawaiian mixed with Kamala type shtick. There's a choke and a tap in two minutes. It's a load of old rubbish. I also feared for the Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth match, Mil Muertes versus Savio Vega. And they're in some kind of clearing. You know the, the Hammerstone match versus... Remember that? 
when it was all dark and you couldn't really see anything. It's like that again, only they're in some kind of part of the forest. And Serena Della Renta is there for... Well, she's part of it, isn't she? So, oh dear. And um, you can't really see what's going on. You've got the voiceover commentary. I wish we weren't here. We better get home. All that kind of nonsense. And because they're in a forest, all they can do is bang each other's head against trees and punch each other, which is probably a good idea with these two diminished talent gentlemen. Suddenly we lose the feed, but we know we'll be coming back to that. And we do. The best part of this is that at one point, Muertes is choking Savio Vega with a vine. That is very good. Suddenly a crowbar arrives from nowhere. Vega's got it. I don't know if he gives it to Mil Muertes, but he gets it, hits Vega with it. There's a, a pin. Done. And there is a nice moment. And there are oases of, of, of pretty good stuff here. Not oases of brilliance, but oases of pretty good here. The commentator says, is he digging a grave? Yeah. Better go. <laughs> That's quite nice. Um, anyway... We are, uh, we're, we see Hammerstone coming here with Holiday. Why, why is Hammerstone still with Holiday? He's supposed to be a good guy. They don't fit together at all. They never did. And Hammerstone can do this work. Holiday can do this work. They are actually very good. I, I thought Hammerstone was a sort of cheap, Sid Vicious. Um, he didn't like it when I told him that on Twitter at all. But I've changed my view. He's got a lot more going on. And it allows Holiday to say... Um, oh, these trees, not very nice, this Hawaii, I thought it'd be nicer. I thought these trees would be a little more Hawaiian. And later on, Filthy Tom Lawler trying to persuade them to stay, saying, look, I've got spam, opening it and insisting Holiday sniffs it. <laughs> That's great. Holiday saying, we're out of here. And Hammerstone doing some excellent work where he's turning to Holiday and saying, yeah, we're out of here. But then going back to Filthy Tom Lawler and saying, keep the spam coming, keep the spam coming. That's quite nice. That, that's very nice. Actually, not just quite, it's very nice. Now we've got Zenshi, who's going to be ha- hampered in his work by having no ring ropes, and also being in the in the ring with Kevin Cool, who I understand, Cool, his, his work stinks. He's some kind of pit fighter, isn't he? Or something, a street fighter, or something like that. It's nonsense, really. There is some quite nice stuff here, though, from Zenshi, not from Kevin Koo. Um, then she tries a corkscrew to the hard gr- grass outside. Gladly, he lands on his feet. There's, it's difficult to see sometimes because of the shade of the trees over the ring. The, the, a lot of people are in shadow. That's not really ideal. Then she gives us a flag post or a flagpole on the ring post, which is very nice. And Kevin Q hits a snapdragon suplex, which he manages okay. Nobody mentions it's a snapdragon dragon suplex. I just say, what a nice suplex. Yep, yeah, I'm going to do your job for you here, mate. Kevin Q didn't look good. He won. Then she was jobbed out. Then she's the better wrestler. Okay. So, then, um, during a bit of chat, they're arguing a bit on the commentary desk, and Filthy Tom Lawler says, I'm trying to make the most of what we've got. There's no expense spared. But which is it? Are you trying to make the most of what you've got because it's not ideal, or is there no expense spared? Okay, we've got Gringo Loco now versus Rocky Romero, and this is a real disappointment because Gringo Loco has put a bit of weight on since he the lockdown, and 
but he usually can fly. And Rocky Romero is a fantastic wrestler who works for New Japan Wrestling. <gasps> it's the door! It's the invisible door! It's open! There is no invisible door, for God's sake. Anyway, Rocky Romero doesn't like to be there. I'm not surprised. But he's a great wrestler who flies around as well. This is not going to be so good because there's no ropes. However, they did work a good match. Mainly Romero, has to be said. But there's some good stuff here. I feared for it early on when Gringo Loco puts him, or decides to put him in some kind of leg lock and then can't really either work out what he's doing or decide what kind of leg lock he wants. But it's not good. He finally hits a sort of surfboard, which lasts for about five seconds, and that's it. Romero hits his forever clotheslines, which, of course, he'd usually use the ropes, but he gets some nice momentum there. Then he hits a Rana, a Hurricane Rana, to Gringo Loco on the floor. Now, that's great. That's great. There's also a nice move where Romero is sitting on the sofa where the fans had been, and Gringo Loco comes off with a senton. That's really okay, actually. I, d I did like um, Lambert saying, can you get a refund on Craigslist for that? That's quite nice. Romero takes the arm, then hits a, a Tornado DDT, which is very nicely done, considering what a, a denuded setup we're in, and they have the match of the night. It's not got much to competition, really, but it is the match of the night. Because the main... Uh, oh, we see the Von Erichs coming in their car with a kind of false live stream thing, showing the, showing the, um, the viewing figures going up every second. Or half a second. It's just, it's just... We know exactly what's going to happen. We knew before we even started this. Anyway, the main event is Loki versus King Mo. I'm not keen on King Mo in a wrestling ring. I feel the same way when Kimbo Slice tried to get, in inverted commas, legitimate and was found out. King Mo can't do this wrestling thing. He's very poor at it. And he surely will be found out by Loki. King Mo enters with, a, with a, an umbrella, then just drops it for no reason. Great gimmick. They fight for a bit. Well, they fight for a bit and then Loki chokes him out and King Mo looks ridiculous. Couldn't stand with him, couldn't fight with him. Choked out, looks a fool. Doesn't have any comeback. The, the Von Erics, of course, enter. There is a fight. We go home. Thank God we go home. This was bloody awful. But I have to admire them for going all in with it, with the ring and all the rest of it and trying to make it funny. But, you know, wrestling writers are not comedy writers and wrestling performers are not comedians or actors. And that always is an issue. And it was here. It's only two and a half out of five because it's not proper wrestling, is it? It's a gag. It's an extended rib. And I don't think MLW needs that right now. Particularly not when they were just about to get their angles coming to fruition, when there was some interesting stuff going on. This breaks the momentum, and I feel very sad that it does. Let's hope they can get it back next week. Ta-ta.